0: Jesse Smollett has been found guilty for staging his own hate crime. Pfizer CEO says fourth COVID vaccine dose may be needed sooner due to Omicron. 12 major Democrat-run cities hit an all-time homicide record, and U.S. tensions with Russia and China continue to escalate. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host who is experiencing technical difficulties today. Always fun to deal with, but whatever. We're jumping straight into the show. It's going to be a great time, and we're going to be talking about all of the insanity that is currently going on in our country, starting off with some trial updates, like I just said, Jesse Smollett found guilty on all five of his felony charges. Yeah, guilty. And anyone as well who saw this case immediately and didn't automatically understand that it was a hoax, just brain dead, no common sense, some of the dumbest of the dumb, the creme de la creme of idiots, if you will. And who did we see defending Jesse Smollett? AOC, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, the entire mainstream media. We'll be getting into all of it. But Mike Cernovich gives us a nice little refresher about this case and says Someone yelled, Aren't you that FAG empire N word? Two men who were white and wearing ski masks allegedly came up to Jesse Smollett in Chicago at 2 a.m. saying this is MAGA country, poured bleach on him and put a rope around his neck. Now, anybody who's heard this story immediately knew that it was ridiculous. Anybody who saw this case immediately knew that it was a hoax. Anybody who heard Jesse Smollett's story, anyone who watched him crying on Good Morning America, knew this was all a ridiculous hoax from the start. Anyone with common sense, that is, now, who were some of the people who were propping up Jesse Smollett and were immediately saying that this was a modern day lynching? Well, none other than our Vice President Kamala Harris and also our President Joe Biden, who said, What happened today to Jesse Smollett? This was back in January of 2019 must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jussie. This poor man, all of the homophobia, all of the racism, it was just all wrapped up into one. We even had AOC coming in saying, there is no such thing as racially charged. This was an attack, not possible homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. If you don't like what is happening to our country, then work to change it. It is no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. And we saw in 2020, the media reporting on every single hate crime under the sun because 2020 was fueled with racial division. 2020 was the year of Black Lives Matter. It was the year of hating the white man. It was the year of critical race theory. It was the year of capitalizing on any hoax, any Fear mongering that the media could, whether that was in relation to COVID or racism, and Jesse Smollett was one of the key components of fueling all of that. Okay. It was like, oh, remember what happened to Jesse. It was a modern-day lynching. That's how we got to the point where George Floyd got killed because a police officer just, you know, suffocated him in the public, in the public space, in front of everybody. No shame. Well, what happened in real life? Well, Jesse Smollett lied about that. He paid two Nigerian brothers to beat him up. Nigerian brothers immediately came out and said that. And then what happened with George Floyd? Oh, well, it turns out he was a fentanyl addict who died from an overdose. Yeah, that was the reality of what happened. But of course, like I just said, we had Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, AOC, every media member in the mainstream just crying and screaming about this modern day lynching, about how it was just another example of the white supremacy that has just taken over our streets in America. It's heartbreaking to see. As a black man, you can't walk down the street 2 a.m. in Chicago and go get a Subway sandwich without being violently lynched. A noose was around this man's neck. Bleach poured on him. MAGA country. what, What an awful, awful thing to happen. But again, he has since been convicted. He's guilty because none of it really did happen. Per the Daily Mail, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and a host of other liberal stars are lashed for supporting Jesse Smollett in wake of 2019 racist and homophobic attack. He has now been convicted of faking Jesse Smollett's attack trials showed how one man's lies could have been detrimental to the civil rights movement in America. Among the first to leap to Smollett's defense were President Joe Biden, VP Kamala Harris, who called the attack a modern day lynching and Cory Booker. All three, along with several other activists, used the attack as a platform to push their political agendas, yet took to silence as it became clear that he lied. Meanwhile, CNN host Don Lemon alleged allegedly aid in the actor's hoax by tipping him off that the Chicago police were poking holes in his story. Civil rights experts have said Smollett's lies are a black mark for the movement in a whitewash of justice. Well, I hope that they would say the exact same thing about Black Lives Matter, who again, perpetuates hate hoaxes all of the time perpetuates this concept that racism and white supremacists are running rampant in our streets and that black people are just being shot by the police for no reason when in reality if we statistically break it down you will see that the black population which does make up a very small portion of our population and demographic commits the majority of the crime which is why police are so often in tussles with these people and so often having to deal with them so I love when these statistics are just molded into whatever the media decides they want it to be molded to. Again, racism, a great way to keep everyone in America distracted and divided. A country divided cannot stand. And racism is a great way to keep us all focused in on each other's skin color instead of the actual problems that are going on in society that affect everyone, aka vaccine mandates and everything else. Population control, take your pick. So that's what happened with the Jesse Smollett trial. I'm really happy that justice was actually served because it was a bit iffy there. Uh, Let's take a peek at what's going on with the Maxwell trial. Now, we have been using the Maxwell trial tracker Twitter page to monitor what's been going on with this case. And of course, just in time, just when the case was wrapping up, potentially coming to an end, Twitter decided to delete the Maxwell Trial Tracker account. Now, this account did a great job of bringing up old stories about Maxwell, Epstein. They were pulling up pictures from this trial, uh, You know, some of the evidence that has been exposed, some of the victims that have come forward. They were sharing their stories, sharing their quotes. And because of that, Twitter, of course, had to delete them. Which led many to speculate, is Twitter in on this? Why is Twitter aiding and abetting pedophiles and pedophilia? Why are they trying to cover up the realities of this case? Can somebody answer those questions? Because it does seem very suspicious that a Twitter account that is commenting on a public trial, if you will, was deleted. For what? What was the reason? What was the purpose? Maybe because it had half a million followers. Maybe it's because people were waking up to all of the names tied to Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, all of the elites that were riding on the Lolita Express and have ties to pedophilia and human trafficking. Maybe that's a reason. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. Jack Posobiec writes, breaking Epstein pilot logs presented in the Ghislaine Maxwell case almost completely redacted. So, of course, if you think we're going to be getting any big names or see any justice come out of this case, I think that Mike Cernovich said it best. Uh, He says, we learned nothing new during the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. James Comey's daughter made sure the Epstein document seized will never be made public. She's the prosecutor on this case. He says, this is the most evil cover up in my life time and 100% it absolutely is. It's ridiculous that this high profile case with high profile names of some of the most powerful in our society. We're talking about pedophilia, sex crimes against children, the trafficking of young girls, the most horrendous crime that you can commit, taking away the innocent of a child, of a minor. And all of it is redacted. We we don't know anything new that hasn't been previously discovered or exposed. So will justice really be served from this case? And more importantly, as a society, why aren't we more up in arms? Why aren't we in front of that courthouse protesting for justice to be served against, again, these minors who were sexually targeted and attacked? Because that's what this was. It was an attack on innocence. It was pedophilia, open and shut, disgusting and abhorrent crime. We're not going to see any justice from it because all of the higher-ups take care of each other. You know, the more research I do into the history of government and the people in power, the more I realize that it's all just a big game and everyone's being used in society either for their pleasure, for their gain, or to serve them in some way. And everyone at the top is connected and they're all taking care of each other. So Whether it's something as simple as the Maxwell trial tracker getting deleted off of Twitter or something bigger like the fact that we will most likely see no justice come out of this case. It's disgusting to see as a society where we have gotten to. So an update on some of those high profile cases. Now, let's take a peek in on how America is doing. Now, Per ABC News. It's just crazy. 12 major cities hit all-time homicide records. It's worse than a war zone around here lately, police officials are saying. At least 12 major U.S. cities have broken annual homicide records in 2021, and there's still three weeks to go in the year. Of the dozen cities that have already surpassed the grim milestones for killings, five top records that were set or tied just last year. It's terrible to every morning get up and have to go look at the numbers and then look at the news and see the stories. It's just crazy. It's just crazy and this needs to stop, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney said after a city surpassed its annual homicide record of 500, which stood since 1990. So we have this graph here, and it's hilarious that they have that quote from the Philadelphia mayor there, who is a Democrat. And if we look at this chart and this graph, the common variable here with these 12 U.S. cities that have broken their all-time homicide records is that each and every single one of them is run by a Democrat. Austin, Texas, my heart hurts seeing one of my favorite cities where I used to live on this, this list. Yeah, Portland, Oregon, St. Paul, Minnesota, Tucson, Arizona, Albuquerque, Louisville, Kentucky, Indianapolis, Toledo, Rochester, Philadelphia, Columbus, Baton Rouge, every single one of these cities, common variable run by Democrats. So it's absolutely hilarious when they come forward and say, oh, it's like a war zone. It's the worst thing that we've ever seen in the past couple of decades. How could this have happened? Well, maybe it's because of your leadership. Maybe it's because of all of the bail reform that you've been passing. Maybe it's because George Soros in these cities specifically is constantly funding these corrupt district attorneys that are essentially pro-criminal and we'll be getting into one of who these district attorneys are. And again, it's just absolutely baffling to me. It's not baffling at all, actually, to, to see that this is happening. Uh, but it is baffling that George Soros has been allowed to fund criminal activity and crime surges across our country without any repercussion. We're not even allowed to talk about it in some cases. People go on Fox News. They try to discuss it. They get combated. They get silenced. People say that it's anti-Semitic to point out that George Soros is funding this, despite the fact that he's banned in Hungary for trying to do the same exact thing, I believe, except it was with open borders. He was trying to fund open borders over there. He got banned from an entire country for his philanthropic efforts. Look at what he's doing to America. It's not good. Now, Lisa Daftari, who is a podcast host, points out, I'm watching motorcycle cops in Los Angeles hiding on main streets, pulling over soccer moms going 10 over the speed limit and writing hefty violations. But you can steal up to $950 from the boutique on the same street and no penalty. That's the lunacy in L.A. right now in a nutshell. And again, we all know that's because of all of those bail reform and criminal justice reform. We're basically making these giant pro-crime cities. And the Daily Mail came out with this great article about the man himself, George Soros, titled George Soros' network of woke DAs. He has bankrolled in cities across the U S, how the billionaire Democrat mega donor gave Chicago's Kim Fox 2 million and Philly's DA, where murder has doubled, got 1.7 million. And remember, Chicago's Kim Fox is the same DA who tried to let Small let off and tried to dismiss the fake hate crime hoax charges against him. That's Kim Fox. Don't forget about that. Soros donated $2 million to a PAC that supported the re-election campaign of Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox. Cook County's murder rate is the highest it has been since 1994. He also donated to a PAC that props up Los Angeles District Attorney George Gaskin and Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner. Soros is most known for donating to Democratic Presidents Clinton and Obama. The Hungarian billionaire spent $3 million on seven local DA races in 2016. In 2020, pumping 28 million into Democrat elections across the U.S. Also do not forget that the district attorney in Milwaukee, John Chisholm, the one who the district attorney who let the Waukesha murderer, the Black Lives Matter domestic terrorist who went and ran over children in a Christmas parade, don't forget his name, Daryl Brooks. The district attorney, John Chisholm, also funded by George Soros. So that's who we're dealing with here, people. And let's look into, uh, again, another George Soros-funded district attorney. Now, uh, this is DA Rachel Rollins. She's the new U.S. attorney for Massachusetts. Let me just show you guys who we are electing to these positions.
1: Oh God, my kids are inside. You're in front of my house with we, my we, children we literally just pulled up here yeah but how do you know where i live oh it's public record ma'am right okay that's unbelievable we're not stopping you at all we're yeah not, we're but not... my kids are inside oh we never even knocked the door we we're just parking here trying to figure out where we we're going and someone said we saw you here so yeah okay thanks it's so, then... to see here. yeah we did we no did. I, not... i'm gonna please make sure that you're in front of my house with my children inside and you're gonna put this on oh, here. This is your house. I'm yeah, sorry. so as a black woman in this moment in this country, you're gonna put my house on the screen? No, 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 ma'am. We're just here approaching you to ask you a question. Get away from my family, speak to me at my job. If I get hurt or harmed because of this, you are on the record for that. Or my kids are, are killed. Listen. Who do you think you are? Get, this is private property, okay, get out absolutely of here. Get up, and you know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation. Okay. And we'll see how that works okay. with you. Absolutely. So the rantings of a white woman get you here and scare my children, no, 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 get no. off of our private property. We're here and I swear to God, I'm dead it. serious. We're I will find your name. You. you can ask me somewhere else. I can give do you not, my not name. have a camera in front of my I house. I can give you my name. Get her, I'm get them hiding. out of here. This is the Williams. Boston police. I will have you arrested. I swear to God, my children are gonna be hurt.
0: Okay, so that's Biden's new black Massachusetts attorney threatening reporters. Now, this was from back in 2021 when she was the Suffolk County District Attorney per the Daily Mail. And again, you guys could hear in that video, this woman is openly racist. The rantings of a white woman got you here to scare my children. Now, this news crew did not put her children on camera. Also, Rachel Rollins had a Netflix crew following her around for a documentary that they were trying to shoot. She didn't seem to care about cameras then. And uh, this news crew was there to question her because I guess a woman cut her off in a parking lot of a shopping mall. And then Rollins threatened her. And based on the attitude that we just saw there, that seems like it was a, a credible report there that these these newscasters were trying to chase after. So again, these are the people that are being elected as attorneys. These are the people who are supposed to be upholding justice and make sure that justice is served fairly in our country. Like this woman here just straight out like, oh, because of a white woman, you're coming here and threatening my children. I will I will call the police. I will I will make an allegation. Like, what is this woman freaking out about? This news crew is like, OK, we're trying to ask you a question. This woman is just unhinged, ridiculous. Is that the type of woman who should be anywhere near any type of justice system? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I was looking into her history. Again, she was previously funded by George Soros. She was the district attorney in Boston for her time. The city was ridden with crime. She has a, an awful record, basically just a pro-crime district attorney, just like all of the others. And that is who was a part of our justice system now. And that should scare a lot of people. Because again, say for example, as we can see in this video, she doesn't seem to like white people very much. Maybe she she wants somebody because of the color of their skin to be unfairly discriminated against via the justice system, she has the power to do that. So absolutely disgusting behavior. And these are the people who are being elected to our highest courts and highest positions in our country. Now, what do these people always have in common? Well, they all seem to always lean towards the left. They're progressives, they're Democrats, they're liberals. They're the people in society who tout that they're loving and that they're progressive and that they just want a better world for everyone. But they always seem to be the most vicious and violent and angry people who are pro-crime, who are destroying cities, who make once beautiful places like San Francisco or Los Angeles ugly and disgusting and ridden with homelessness and criminals who will just poop on the streets and they advocate for that. I used to live in Austin, Texas, and I personally watched our Democratic mayor allow homeless people to camp wherever they want, and it destroyed the city. Crime went up. The city started smelling like pee. The homeless were harassing women in the middle of the day. Then the police got defunded. And again, like we just read, Austin, Texas, a city in Texas, one of the supposed to be strongholds for the Republican Party and just red states as a whole on this list of cities with the highest homicide rates, because that's what Democrat rule does. And that's what Democrat leadership does. Now, Axios came out with this article that reads, young Dems more likely to despise the other party. College students who would not blank someone who voted for the opposing presidential candidate. What does that support? What is that? Okay, so college students who would not go out on a date with someone who voted for opposing presidential candidate. And then you can see the poll down here. 71 percent Democrats say they would not do that. 31 percent Republican Uh, College students who would not shop or support a business of, be friends with, or work for someone who opposed their presidential candidate choice. And then you can see on the graph here that it's Democrats who are like, yeah, I wouldn't go out on a date with somebody if they were pro-Trump. I wouldn't shop at or support a business, be friends with or work for somebody who opposed my presidential candidate. And why is that? Because Democrats are childish and they're psychopath crazy people. Like that's all they could say. I'm trying to be nice with this and I want to be fair with my reporting, but to be quite honest with you, every single liberal friend that I have has stopped being friends with me because of my political views. I've never stopped being friends with one of my friends for their liberal views and I have quite a few that I am still friends with where I'm like, I, I don't even want to listen to this. I don't want to comment on your liberal lifestyle. I don't agree with this, but I just don't try to fight with them or say anything about it. I just say, okay, agree to disagree and then we move on. but you you switch that and there are a lot of liberals who will just stop talking to you because of your political views. And again, like this poll showed, they're just intolerant. they're angry people. they want chaos and destruction in the name of unity and a utopia. It's just so baffling to me because they always advocate for this beautiful progressive world for everyone where we're all singing kumbaya on getting along. And uh, simultaneously, while they're advocating for that, they're screaming in your face if you have a MAGA hat on and they're trying to burn your American flag, uh, you know, in the middle of the street. So the... Cognitive dissonance of these people is astounding, and I'll never get over it, but that's the Democrat Party, that's Democrat leadership, that's Democrat district attorneys, that's Democrat rule. Take what you will out of it. It's destruction, it's chaos, it's ugly, it's violent, it's evil, it's pedophilic many times. Yeah, those are a couple of the labels that I'm going to slap onto that party because they always seem to ring true. What else do we got going on in the news, guys? What else is important here? Well, this past weekend, there was a march on Washington, D.C., and immediately people on the right called it out as a Fed march because there was a bunch of conservatives who were marching with flags. I believe it was um, the Betsy Ross flag that they were marching with, and they were all in the same uniform. They all had shields. They all had khaki pants on and, like, colored blue shirts, and everyone on social media was immediately like, who is this Group, who are these people? This is fake. This was put on by the feds. And at first, I was like, okay, not every single march can be a Fed march. But then I started doing some research, and Lauren Southern actually made a really great point. She said, I don't know anybody in this march, and I don't know anybody who knows about this march. And I thought, you know what? Same. Now, Elijah and I, many of my friends in the media, our whole entire career is based off of protest and rally coverage. So if something's going on in DC, Portland, anywhere here in America, one of us knows about it. Nobody knew about this march. Nobody had any idea about who these people were. And then people on social media decided to do a little bit of investigating into this. And uh, this was the first person to report on this march. Now, her clip went very viral of everybody marching in D.C. And uh, this is the first journalist to do so. Now, if we go into this thread, uh, her apparently her name is Cheryl Llewellyn. She says, happening now, about 500 men with riot shields are marching in Washington, D.C. That clip quickly shot up to a million views. Apparently, she tagged a bunch of journalists in the initial clip, and she was immediately retweeted by the journalists and activists, some of which I, like this guy, call themselves disinformation experts and fascist hunters. So we're we're talking MSNBC, probably HuffPo people, uh, Media Matters, blah, 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 those types of crazies. So then... People started doing some research into this girl. It says there's no Google history for anyone named Cheryl Llewellyn. She joined Twitter a few days ago. This video, which has 1 million views, is her second tweet ever. Her only other tweet is asking for money. Christopher Goldsmith claims to be an expert in the Patriot Front, so much so that he knows how they are going to travel. By U-Haul, he tweeted about Patriot Front for the first time yesterday, and he was right about the U-Hauls. Pretty good guess, I suppose. And then, you know, we're we're still going through this thread here. And uh, basically, people ended up looking up Cheryl Llewellyn's LinkedIn. She doesn't exist. Her Twitter account was extremely new. And then all of a sudden, she went super viral. Uh, Media wasn't interviewing any of them. They weren't tracking their U hauls. The people covered their faces. And uh, again, everyone on the conservative side was like, yeah, this is BS. This is not something that was put on by conservatives. Uh, Joe Rogan even commented on this. And he, at the most basic and common sense level, was like, where are the fat people? Uh, Because if you do look at the footage of this, they're all like fit men who, again, are wearing the exact same uniform. And it's ridiculous. And it's like, when have you ever seen a Trump rally or any right wing rally at all where you didn't see somebody who had a beer gut hanging out or you you saw anyone group that was color coordinated? That doesn't happen ever. No. You know what Trump supporters and Trump ralliers or right wingers look like? It looked like this guy right here, This is from Oliver Darcy or not Oliver Darcy here. Uh, this is Marshall Cohen, who's a reporter for CNN. Sorry, it's CNN on the brain there. Uh, so Marshall Cohen says DOJ just unsealed charges against January 6th writer Thomas Conover of Texas. Prosecutors say he drank a beer while storming the U.S. Capitol and filmed a video where he said, I don't always storm the Capitol of the United States of America. But when I do, I prefer Coors Light. So the reason we're bringing up this tweet is because the January 6th commission is essentially a baseless witch hunt and it's absolutely ridiculous. Need I remind you that last year for months on end, we had Antifa domestic terrorists throwing Molotov cocktails at a federal courthouse in Portland. We had police officers getting bricks thrown at their head every single day. We had Americans being beat up mercilessly in the streets with backs with bricks. We had pallets of bricks randomly showing up in cities where chaos and riots would ensue. We had Black Lives Matter holding targets hostage-, hostage across the nation, okay? There weren't any big screen TVs in sight because they'd all been looted and rioted in by Black Lives Matter. So that's what was going on last year. But no one cares about any of that. Nobody wants to investigate who was responsible for any of that. No, instead, we're going to investigate the Trump supporters who were drinking a Coors Light inside the Capitol on January 6th. So this commission is just straight up BS. These poor political prisoners are being persecuted and treated abhorrently in the DC jail. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been one of the congresswomen at the forefront of making sure these people are taken care of. And she's been reporting on the horrendous conditions that these poor prisoners have been faced with, all for the atrocities of walking on the Capitol. And I think it's hilarious because media today still likes to label that as a riot, as an insurrection. Yeah, I was there. There were moments where it definitely did get a little bit violent. I won't lie to you on that front, but the majority of people were peaceful. And if I had seen a rally of that size and it was Black Lives Matter or Antifa, I guarantee you that building would have been burned to a crisp. And police probably would not have responded the way that they did to the the patriots, if you will. So That is what is going on with J6, with all of the feds and with our entire country, instead of our intelligence agencies actually looking into who is funding the the crime surges and the crime waves in our country, instead of, you know, really looking into these pro crime district attorneys who continue to allow people to get out of jail and commit the same exact crimes over and over and over again in all these Democrat-run cities. Instead, we're going to persecute January 6th ralliers who were drinking a Coors Light. Give me a freaking break. Now, what else is going on in our country My friend Julio Rosas back on the ground in Yuma, Arizona, he says the sector has seen a dramatic increase in apprehensions in recent days as large groups illegally cross into the U.S. to turn themselves into border control. People I've talked to say they're from Venezuela, Brazil, and Colombia, and I actually just watched his live stream tonight, and there are tents set up. There's... Pretty much a mini tent city at the border wall in Yuma, Arizona. Um, there's a bunch of trash over there, and people continue to just surge in because that border wall is incomplete. So they just walk on in, they wait for Border Patrol to pick them up, and then ship them off to wherever they're shipping them off to. Uh, Julio found people even from Ubekistan. They illegally crossed the Colorado River into Yuma. And again, as you guys are seeing from this footage, uh, people have waited hours for Border Patrol to come pick them up, and they're making tents out of blankets. So... That's what's currently going on at the border. I believe Julio also reported on the fact that Border Patrol is so overwhelmed in some of these sectors that they're just letting people walk through and they're like, you know what, Border Patrol is overwhelmed trying to process the illegal immigrants that came in with the last caravan that we don't have agents to send to quell the people that are continuously coming in so just let them go. And they're like venturing into these little towns and cities. That's what's currently going on at our border. Uh, Ali Bradley, who is another border reporter, she tweets out this family from Haiti was sitting at a random corner about two miles from the border wall. They said they had been walking for three months to get here. Both women are pregnant. They had a three-year-old and 10-year-old boy with them. So there they are just in time to have their anchor babies so they can stay in the U.S. and further change the demographics of our country via our open borders. Now, let's peek in and see how the presidency is doing. I saw this article today from The Hill that says Jill Biden rejects ridiculous concerns on president's mental fitness. Now, why, why would we ever question Joe Biden's mental capacity or ability to use his brain at all? Why is it that people joke about Joe Biden having dementia or being incompetent? Well, maybe uh, because of things like this. This is a soundbite from Joe Biden uh, at a funeral today giving a speech.
1: Has certainly faced periods of division. But at the end of the day, we've always found ways to come together. We can find that unity again. And the message said, end of message.
0: Wow. And the message said end of message. Great job, Joe Biden. Now you think that after making this mistake with his teleprompter reads 10 times already, he would learn not to read end of text, end of script, end of message. But clearly Joe Biden does not have the mental capacity to understand that. And here we are. So why anyone would Joe would question Joe Biden or his ability to lead an entire country of people? It baffles Joe Biden. It doesn't baffle you or I because we actually pay attention. We're still coherent, so we understand what's going on. Joe Biden doesn't. Uh, another interesting thing to note about. Biden's administration. Apparently, there's a very awkward shade war going on between Joe and Kamala. Jack Wasobic has been reporting on this for the past couple of months. We've also been talking about how Kamala Harris's staffers are just quitting in droves, and they say that she's impossible to work with and that she doesn't do any prep work, and then she blames her staffers when she's unprepared. She's just awful. She's just not a fun person to be around. Well, apparently, uh, today, Joe Biden refused to acknowledge Kamala as he walked right past her in the U.S. Capitol. Then, later on in this same clip, Uh, Joe basically asked Jill like hey switch spots with me and then awkwardly like switches spots with Jill Biden so he doesn't have to stand next to Kamala Harris. So this is like a two minute long clip you guys can go watch that for yourself but it just seems very awkward. People are speculating it's a shade war between Biden and Kamala. I mean, I personally wouldn't want to be anywhere near Kamala Harris. So, uh, you know, poor Joe Biden. I actually feel like he's the victim in this situation. Truly, I do. Like, this is a man with dementia who does not know what's going on. He's being used as a pawn. He's being used as a puppet. He is clearly not fit to lead an entire country, which is why we are seeing tensions with riot- with China and Russia continue to escalate. Why? Because these are our foreign adversaries that are now flexing their muscles because they know they can think about China, think about Russia, think about North Korea under Donald Trump. Donald Trump was, I believe, one of the first presidents to go to North Korea and talk to Kim Jong-un. He had that sit-down meeting with him. Of course, the media came after him saying that he shouldn't have met with Un at all and that it was an awful thing to do, blah, blah, blah. We had the entire media running with the whole like Trump-Russia collusion thing for the four years of his presidency. And then we had uh, Donald Trump again, too, just putting Xi Jinping and China in their place as well, speaking out against China, speaking out against our foreign adversaries, being a very strong leader. The media tried to paint us as an international laughingstock. But in reality, the the foreign countries that would like initially try to mess with America, they were put in their place. Look what happened to Soleimani and Iran. They tried. They asked they around and found out. OK. And uh, Donald Trump laid down the law. Whereas here, In Joe Biden's America, we're not even one year in and uh, we have tensions rising as Russia is starting to line up troops on the Ukrainian border. And then we have China as well, uh, basically saying they're going to shoot U.S. troops that try to help Taiwan. We'll be getting into that. But first, let's look at this tweet from Jesse Kelly, who says Americans today have never known a world where their military wasn't number one and capable of taking on anyone. Your children will not know that same world. Been screaming it forever. No one cares. But you will when a carrier group is at the bottom of the Pacific, you'll care then. And again, the reason why I wanted to start off with that tweet is because I'm reading headlines like this one from the Washington Free Beacon. China vows to open fire on U.S. troops that come to Taiwan's aid. Uh... China's military will heavily attack U.S. troops who come to Taiwan's rescue if a war between China and Taiwan breaks out, a possibility that is increasing, increasingly likely as the communist regime readies its war machine on Taiwan's borders. The latest threat to attack the United States during any standoff between China and Taiwan was issued Thursday in the Global Times, an official Chinese Communist Party mouthpiece that prints the regime's propaganda. It is credible that the People's Liberation Army Army will heavily attack U.S. troops who come to Taiwan's rescue, the paper wrote. Such credibility is increasingly overwhelming the deterrence that U.S. troops may have. So we know that Biden and his administration were already very much pro uh, one China policy and that they've been capitulating and bending the knee to China. So it's no surprise that the Chinese have been threatening us in various ways, and they're trying to go in and take over Taiwan. Joe Biden, who has been very pro-democracy, doesn't seem to care about Taiwan very much. But what does he care about? He cares a lot about Ukraine. Now, Biden reassured Ukraine's Zelensky of U.S. support amid Russian aggression. Now, one of my key takeaways here, because again, I'm not a pro on geopolitical issues. Uh, but my main question is uh, why is it that Joe Biden cares more about Ukraine's border than he does America's border? Joe Biden is by this own, I guess, statement here and reassurance to Ukraine's, I believe they have a president. Yeah. This assurance to Ukraine's president. Is basically saying if Russia comes in and tries to impede on your borders, tries to come into your country, then the U.S. will back you, our military will back you. But we won't use our own military to secure our own borders. Why is it that we're always more concerned about foreign countries' borders than we are here at home? Somebody please answer that question for me. But just a little bit of an update on just China and Russia, okay? These two world superpowers who, I mean, we heard from a bit during the Trump administration, but we're not seeing from in this way Donald Trump was in office. Again, Joe Biden, less than a year in, it's not looking good, folks. Now what else is going on worldwide and internationally? I would like to turn our attention towards Germany, because it's not looking good over there, y'all. People are comparing uh, Germany now to what happened during the time of Nazi Germany, when Hitler was ruling over everything and people were being attacked. Uh, Let's just watch some quick videos of how the elderly are being treated by German police uh, for the audacity of protesting. So for my podcast listeners, we have these German police violently shoving these elders.
1: And and all there, right
0: all now is an elderly woman screaming in pain after a German police officer maced her in the face. Um, we also have this. <regulatory> and then Initial tweet from this video said that she didn't have her vaccine passport, but then somebody who was actually there clarified and said, well, actually, she just didn't have her ID. Um, Here, let me show you guys the actual tweet here so you guys can see what I'm referencing. Uh, So... Aaron Jinn is the original poster of this video who says, German, please detain an elderly woman who didn't have her Vax passport. This scene looks eerie. And then uh, Marcus Haints says, Hi, Aaron, this was not about the Vax Pass. The lady was on a Monday walk or a protest with others and could not identify herself. So apparently... um this elderly woman couldn't identify herself to German police and she, because she was committing the atrocities of walking in a protest. Um, this is how they were handling this poor old woman. So that's what's currently going on in Germany. It's a very authoritarian state over there. We've seen this in Australia and New Zealand as well. And it's very sad to see. Um, We also have the UK being warned of a new lockdown. Boris Johnson came out and said this at the middle of November. And then it was found out that um, he and several other members of his office actually had a nice fun Christmas party. Well, the UK people found out and they got pissed off and a million people have been invited to Downing Street to rave as anger rises over that Christmas party. Now, more than a million people have been invited to rave outside uh, on Christmas Eve. A Facebook event has been set up for a mass party at the gates of Downing Street in the wake of the scandal engulfing the Prime Minister Boris Johnson. More than 415,000 people in the UK said they were attending, while almost 500... 85,000 people are interested in attending this Christmas rave. And again, this is widespread public anger at Boris Johnson after further evidence emerged that gatherings took place at a time when the government was imposing lockdown restrictions on people. Now, the citizens of the UK want to go and they want to rave, they want to protest, they want to push back against their tyrannical government. But I found this article, which was actually very interesting from The Independent. And this came out, uh, two weeks ago, it says new powers to stop and search protesters and make locking on a crime added to controversial controversial policing bill. And locking on apparently means like locking arms with your fellow protester or gluing yourself to cement many of these tactics that protesters have used in the past to, to stop police from moving them. Um, apparently, according to these new draconian amendments to the bill at late stage of parliamentary scrutiny, uh, basically goes on to say that the government is proposing new laws that would allow police to stop and search protesters without suspicion and make locking on a crime amendments to the police crime sentencing and courts bill, which has already included draconian powers to ban protests over noise, were sparked by disruption caused by insolent britain demonstrators and we can't keep reading this unfortunately there's an ad blocker there uh, but russell brand is actually the person that was doing a video about this um and it made me interested to read it here i would encourage you guys to go watch his video because he actually gets into the whole article and basically says that in the uk they're trying to make it illegal to be too noisy at a protest they're trying to make it legal for police to just search you because you look suspicious they don't need to have a cause to search you they just can and they're basically trying to make protesting illegal over there. So that's what's currently going on. And again, I hope that people really wake up to the realities of what's going on in these foreign countries, because it's truly terrifying to see. Now let's get into a little bit of COVID news here. Uh, just in, seven triple vaccinated Germans become infected with Omicron in South Africa. Six of the seven had the Pfizer booster dose. This is per disclose TV. And after this news broke, what else came out? Well, the Pfizer CEO says a fourth COVID vaccine dose may be needed sooner than expected due to Omicron. So if you guys thought this was going to stop at one shot, maybe two shots, maybe three, well, guess what? We are now on number four. And if you bent the knee and got your third one, you might as well sit down, shut up and get your fourth and get ready for your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth or tenth because your body now belongs to science. Good job. Now, finally, we're ending on this very strange article about A, oops, not this one. Oh yeah, by the way, the uh, Fox News Christmas tree was set on fire outside of the News Corporation building in New York City. And um, the arsonist has already been let out of prison for burning down that tree. Uh, The weird story that I did actually want to end on was the controversial suicide pod that kills peacefully gets the go-ahead in Switzerland. A coffin-like capsule that allows people to end their life could be used in Switzerland from next year, its creators say. The sarco suicide pod allows a user to lie down and activate the process themselves within a matter of minutes. Individuals are asked a series of questions before they can press a button, which brings oxygen down to a critical level. Nitrogen fills the 3D printed device, quickly bringing oxygen down from 21% to only 1% in about 30 seconds. A disorientated and euphoric feeling then follows before they eventually lose consciousness and death takes place due to hypoxia, aka low oxygen in the body's tissues, and hypocapnia, reduced carbon dioxide in the blood followed by critical oxygen and carbon dioxide deprivation. So apparently this machine can be towed anywhere. And again, this is an assisted suicide organization. This is going to be happening in Switzerland. Apparently around 1,300 people ended their life using the assisted suicide in Switzerland last year. And the Swiss government is yet to make clear whether it intends to allow the use of the capsule so there you guys go. Um, the government, in an attempt to you know further depopulation efforts, is just going to allow you to kill yourself at this point. Are we going to teach people about how your microbiome and the food that you eat and the way you take care of your stomach can be tied and linked to depression or how obesity can be linked to depression or how lack of sun can be linked to depression and how depression is actually a normal thing that doesn't need antidepressant and all these big pharma pills that actually have worse side effects for you and your mental health. Are we going to talk about any of those issues? Are we going to try to fix society as a whole? Are we going to try to make our population and our people better? No, we're just going to give them a capsule suicide pod and allow them to just kill themselves. So that way there aren't too many people populating the earth. Seems like a great idea for everybody involved. Good Lord, that's where we're at in 2021. Sorry to give you all bad news, my friends. It's not all bad. There are good things going on. Uh, We are seeing a lot of good moves going towards or against Biden's vaccine mandates. I believe all of them have since been struck down. So good on that. I'm glad we're seeing positive moves in that direction. Anyway, that's all I've got for you tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Rapid Fire. If you do like the podcast, please remember to leave a five-star view, review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, anywhere you can find podcasts. Also remember to follow my website, staffsaysofficial.com. I've recently updated the COVID vaccination page with videos and articles that I can't play here on YouTube. So go check that out. And also, if you would like to support me further, you can find my PayPal link down below. Or you can follow me on locals at savsays.locals.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. I'll see you guys next time.